Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. We are in week seven of 2023. This is activespirituality.life. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting February the 13th. Yes, here we go. And actually, this is a really good week to get stuff done. I mean, usually when I do the report, there's um, some days that are a little more awkward than others, but this week for just wrapping up and uh, using that waning moon last week cycle of the the quarter, the lunar quarter, it's just really, really good. And I'll talk about it briefly, but the new moon is on Sunday. And so what happens as we're in this week of the 13th is that the moon is in Scorpio on Monday. And it goes void, of course, at 6.52 p.m. So it's actually a really great day for just plowing through, getting things done, tremendous focus, ability to research, dig through data or stuff that has to be found out. It's also really great for therapeutic work, uh, any anything that has to do with uncovering something. And so we may find that a lot comes out this week. For those of you who listen to the annual forecast and it's on uh, active spirituality um, or insight now podbeam you can hear about how january just lots of delays february this kind of getting things in place time but this is when we start to see momentum happening and as we move towards mid-march a lot more starts to open up. So the most important thing of this week is to take advantage of what am I, what do I have to get off my desk, clear out, finish up as I move towards that next lunar cycle that has so much punch to it as I go into March and then the equinox. It's, it's, if you think in terms of, again, Susie and I are um, from the Northeast. Well, Susie's not from the Northeast, but she's lived there a very long time in the United States. And so you get in the midwinter this very frozen quality. Of course, it's different in the Southern Hemisphere, but it's this mid-season energy. And what we start to see is some kind of... 
um, shift that's occurring. And there's been a lot of that as we look at the whole weather changes and all of that, which has to mirrors the outer planet energy. But basically, we're in this time of tremendous transition. So those of us that are willing to make those changes, to have the ice start to thaw and work with it so that new growth comes out as we head towards spring, that's what we're doing. This year, we can really, I mean, this year, this week, we can really skate on that pond. It's its its as though the surface allows us so much fluidity and movement that we can move with it. Now, the important thing on, on Monday is that you make sure that you're working with the right partners. You may have a sense, some of us may have a sense, especially if we have challenging moon, Saturn aspects in our personal horoscope. But this is the, the weather of the day regardless. So some people are not holding their weight in a situation. It could be they can't, or it could be they won't, or it might be they promised and they're just not showing up for one reason or another, or the money isn't there, or the time isn't there, or the support isn't there. If you're having that kind of experience, then look at, well, okay, I'm not going to stand here waiting. I'm going to see how I can make this thing happen with the raw material available to me. And that is highly possible if you find that is happening for you. The important thing is to recognize the problem and then accept where it's at and how you make it happen because you absolutely can. And so the hump of this we pass by late afternoon, Eastern time zone. So adjust depending on where you are. And we get into this nice, juicy, early evening of everything is, can come together. Now, once the moon goes void, of course, at 6.52 p.m., this is when we really want to just stay with whatever it is we're finishing up it's not a good time to start something new or open the box for digging deeper. It's more like, what have I got in front of me and how do I work with what I have? When the moon enters the sign of Sag at 8.31 p.m., very different energy than that Scorpio moon. But what it's got is it's got a lot of exuberance and spontaneity to it. So if you were feeling a bit stuck on Monday or felt as though, you know, I've worked this as far as I can go, the evening is when things start to generate new ideas, new options, potential um, think of it as, let's say there's a hard rain on Monday, which is necessary because it's really what's needed to wash things off or to supply the minerals and the, the energy that's needed to build as we get to the next lunar cycle. And then what happens is some lightning in the evening, some spontaneity, some things that brighten up and give us flashes of insight. So that's a really dynamic energy that comes in and works through the 14th Valentine's Day. Now, my 
thing that I always love to remind us on Valentine's Day is to me, it doesn't matter if you're with a partner or, or not. The most important thing is to emphasize self-love. You know, what is what is the beauty of the creativity and love that you have within you? And how do you open that up and share it and spread it around or receive back? So it's a fabulous day um, to invite in where do we connect? How do we make magic together with people you pass on the streets, someone you have a brief conversation with, old friends, family members? It's just a really wonderful day for igniting the spirit of like-minded ideals and things that you really want to emphasize. Now, the evening has some um, some very hot energy to it, which can be tempestuous, and it can also stir up volatility or anger. If you're feeling a sense of like accelerated movement, and you're not able to really rein in or harness whatever that's about, um, give yourself some space, some air. If you feel that coming from someone around you, same thing, because this, when the temperature gets very heightened, sometimes we can release it in ways that are, are creative, romantic, uh, intense, but sometimes it's a little more heat then we really want to put out. So what's important is to recognize where is that coming from? If it's from within you or you're experiencing it from someone else. Also, if you're out and about moving around, driving, whatever, just pay attention because there's a lot of heated up emotion and of course, on this day, Valentine's Day, you know, Hallmark, all that stuff about what it should be. That's why I really like to emphasize the heart of what it really is, is it's, it's this energy that happens in mid-February, which is so much about going within and kind of putting emphasis on who we love, why we love, how we love, and get more love. So that's a wonderful energy to have around as long as we understand that we are in control of what happens with it and how we manifest it. So Wednesday the 15th still has that Sagittarian thrust to it. The thing to take note of is that some of us may be experiencing some confusion or mixed signals or where is that coming from? And it's really important to articulate and make clear what it is you want to say, how you want to say it, because there's a lot of mixed signal energy and there can be confusions. So if somebody said, hey, meet me here or I want to do this, make sure you have all the information, especially if this double check in the morning, early afternoon, make sure you know what's coming in and where it's coming from. Also, if you're experiencing a sense of, huh, 
this isn't quite clear to me. I'm not sure I totally understand. The most valuable way to use mid-afternoon on Wednesday the 15th is meditate. Give yourself a break. Uh, in my terms, a siesta, some time where you're some time where you're a little bit by yourself, where you're able to do some recharging, regenerating, because that's really what's what's being begged for on this day. Mid-afternoon is really about recharge, tap in, enter into that void space, let something new come in because that's going to really feed you so that by the time we get into later afternoon into mid-evening, this is absolutely a tremendous time to open up, uh, connect, uh, reach out to new relationships, old relationships, ways that you can really build on ideas. It's dynamite. So that's the importance of focusing mid-afternoon, being totally clear what it is you need, want to ask for, bring in. It can also be a tremendous time for those of us who it's time to have a discussion about a raise or money or what that looks like. Very good for those kind of conversations that have to do with goal setting. So the moon goes void, of course, at 8.06 p.m., and it's void for the rest of the evening. So in the sign of Sagittarius, this is just a great recharge evening, wonderful to be able to take a walk in nature, be outdoors, uh, watch a movie that's of a different country that just gives you that delicious sense of expansion, do things that give you a sense of the wealth in the world. The moon enters Capricorn at 12 a.m. So just on the threshold of Thursday the 16th. And it's in Capricorn for the whole day. The thing to keep note is that the most important thing is you know what you're doing on Thursday because it's very easy to be distracted or tempted by a lot of things that come in, especially in the early afternoon. This day is so good about making those right connections, getting the work done, wrapping things up, accomplishing goals, but focus, especially in the early afternoon to mid-afternoon, that's going to get you in this place that is so productive. So by late afternoon, the evening, productivity very high, very deep. You're able to draw on the resources you need. It's really a good energy day for getting those things accomplished with the right partners. February the 17th, similar energy. Absolutely. This is a day that is bang, 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 do the work, get it done, get things in place. And so by 11, 18 p.m., when the moon goes void, of course, you can set yourself up for a really great weekend of enjoying because week well done. Now, if the work week continues for you or starts for you on the weekend, 
so much the better. The moon enters Aquarius 12.35 a.m. on Saturday the 18th. This is also the day that the sun enters Pisces. So with this Aquarian moon over Saturday and Sunday, we are in this dynamite energy about right partnerships, getting things done, setting goals, making things happen. And if it's simply a play weekend for you or a weekend when you're simply taking some time off, even great for that because the Aquarius moon on Saturday sets up an environment that's about let's get stimulated by ideas. Let's have the conversations that really help heal and focus. This can be a tremendous weekend for community groups, for social action, for setting goals that have to do with creating better worlds or um, where you want to take that humanitarian thrust. And as I've been talking with Susie over what this whole year is about, I mean, it's so much about that collective consciousness, how we come together and create a better world with collaborations, with communications, with like-mindedness. And this is what's going to jettison us to the huge changes that we'll continue to experience as we go throughout the next few years as Pluto enters Aquarius. So this is all the setup time. This is also the dark of moon weekend. So dark of moon time is when we're standing on the threshold of what is leaving and welcoming in what's coming in. So it's all about recycling, regenerating, composting. What is old? What is it that we are rethinking or willing to open up to the changes to so that we can regenerate and really get the fire going for what happens next? So Dark Moon Weekend, also contemplative. It's, I think for some of us, we're going to be getting these flashes of inspiration, ideas, or um, for some of us, it could be opportunities or surprises or even upsets we didn't expect that uh, uh, so much has to do with reaction to it and your personal horoscope. So instead of necessarily feeling derailed or sideswiped perhaps by a new idea or something that's come in or something that hasn't panned out the way you thought, the important piece on this weekend is look at, okay, so if this is what it looks like today, then how do I adapt? How do I work with what I have? to pull it off or decide that really is time to move on from that concept or idea. Because on Sunday, the moon is void of course at 9 p.m. So these two days, dark of moon, very energetic, the moon in Aquarius, very much about 
taking responsibility for the things that you want to make happen or set goals for or pull off or aim for. So once the moon goes void at nine o'clock on Sunday night, this is an absolutely beautiful time to welcome in that Pisces new moon that's coming. So the moon is void from 9 until 11.56 p.m. Eastern Time once it enters the sign of Pisces. And that's a great period to really be in that dark of moon space of just, as I said earlier, welcoming in the new concepts that are coming in that we don't even know about yet. I mean, so often when I talk to young people, depending on, you know, their personal horoscope or what the setup is, I will talk to them about what they're doing today and what they're aiming for. But in many cases, jobs they're going to be doing, we don't even know what they are yet because they aren't yet in existence or that's not the description or what it looks like today. But this is changing so quickly. And it's that kind of inviting in what comes next. So the new moon actually doesn't spark in Eastern time until 2.06 a.m. on Monday. But for those of us on other time zones, we will be encountering it earlier. And the lovely thing about the new moon in Pisces, I'll talk more about it next week, but this moon has so much to do with creativity and regeneration. It's the end of the zodiacal cycle, the moon in Pisces. So as we move through this week, basically clearing out, putting things to rest, composting, getting poised to welcome in the new. We are also in a place that has so much to do with opening heart because Pisces energy reminds us of the highest octave of love. And now I turn it over to Susie. Highest octave of love. I'm ready for that. <laughs> Always. Sure, I'm sure we all are. Let's just be there all the time if we can. Super. Thank you, Pam. So let's do our 10-minute meditation. And, of course, we have to do it on love, yeah? Absolutely. So I invite everyone just to take that little ball of green light, really like like gorgeous think of like the most beautiful leaves in a forest green beautiful green light make a ball of that green light beautiful and clear radiant put it in the middle of your chest just along that line well we used to call it the nipple line depends on <laughs> depends on on our bodies right now um and just Imagine that green ball in the middle of your chest at the heart chakra and visualize it like the size of an orange just sitting in there in the middle. Beautiful, bright, green light. And just for a few moments, 
just remember tap into the time when you have felt the most loving that you have been the most loving whether that's to uh, your partner or to a parent or to a friend or to a landscape or to one of your animal friends or to maybe an artwork that you've made when have you felt the most love going from you outwards just take a moment to think about that for some of us it comes quickly some of us we have to think about it we might have several events just let those all float up in your mind and if you have never ever felt love in your life just imagine imagine what it might feel like for a moment Take yourself to that place where you can just imagine what love is, that intense feeling, that intense feeling of deep, deep affection, that intense feeling of, of, of warmth, of, of tenderness, of fondness, of all the good things. And as we remember that, as we think about that, as we bring it into our mind, bringing it into our heart, we actually are creating certain chemicals with the memory itself. Certain chemicals that, that our body is producing that come up now in our body chemistry and they make us feel good. When we experience love, it makes us feel good. And it actually makes our body feel good. And it actually enhances a lot of our biological, physiological functions. So it's actually a really good place to be. As an animal, as a human being, as a mammal, it's a very good place for us to be. So it would behoove us to have that feeling more and more for our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health. And we can bring ourselves to that place. We can bring ourselves to that place through our thoughts, through our actions, through our words. And sometimes when we're in a very difficult situation and we just can't find the words, then we can try and drum up a memory, go back into the old movies and try and pick something out from our life stream, something that we can attach to and then regenerate. For some of our friends who are perhaps gardeners, it's it's like taking a little cutting and then regenerating a whole new plant from that cutting. So sometimes we can do that. We can go back into our past, find something and regenerate it. But once we know that feeling, once it's there, we can let it expand. Let it expand inwards. Self-love, 
self-awareness, self-appreciation. Let that warmth of that self-love just allow all of our self-doubt, all of our self-loathing, just let that all just be warmed up, turned into understanding, compassion, self-love, and then send it outwards in all directions to all beings everywhere. We're doing this unconditionally. So much of our love is conditional. I love you because you're my child. I love you because you love me. I love you because you're nice to me. All of those conditions. Let's allow the floodgate to open and just allow all of the love, which is boundless, it is unlimited within us. Allow it to go in all directions to all beings everywhere. And if you find that you're someone that's perhaps a little bit more reserved or perhaps a little bit more guarded or don't really like to show your feelings or are very suspicious of others or strangers, try a few experiments. Go out there into the world and express your love without any boundary, without any restriction, and most importantly, without any expectation of that love being returned. How different can you be? How more loving can you be? when there is no expectation of love in return. And this is a really, really big one for most of us. To be loving in the eye of a storm, to be loving to those who are not loving back, to be loving to those who you can see are suffering and are in pain. How much unconditional love can we just put out there? Helping strangers, helping friends, helping family. Can we do it all with the same amount of fondness or tenderness or warmth? Can we do it with good wishes, with our best wishes? Feel that green light now in the centre of your chest, full, absolutely overbrimming, sending out your beautiful, unconditional love in all directions to all beings everywhere without exception, without conditions, without expectations? How can we make it all about them 
and not about me? How can we place it out of ourselves with such grace and humbleness? Visualise the green light filling up your body, every atom bouncing around inside your body, happy to be here, happy because it is full of love. Feel yourself bouncing around the universe now as a big green ball of light and just sharing, sharing this love in all directions. Gently taking a deeper breath, opening our eyes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. See you all next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.